The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early, before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose I have come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. There's a movie called, it's kind of a funny story, and it's, it's kind of a tragic movie, but it, it, there's a little bit of humor because Zach Galifianakis is in it. But anyways, I was watching it with my pastor, Father Paul, and another priest, and um, it's a story, it begins with this young 16-year-old, and the movie starts with him, and he's walking across what looks like the Brooklyn Bridge, and he gets to the side of the bridge and walks to the edge, and it appears he's going to jump off the bridge. And as he gets ready to take a step, he stops himself, and um, for some reason he doesn't jump. And he calls one of those uh, helplines and uh, decides to go to the emergency room and, and, uh, and check himself in. And so he checks himself into treatment, and it turns out to be this week of treatment. He's only 16 years old, but for some reason they had placed him with all these adults. And that character, Zach Afanakis, is one of, the, uh, one of the, the adults that takes him under his wing. And as he is with all these other people that are struggling with mental illness and with brokenness and with addiction and with um, whatever it may be, he comes to realize that the problems that he's struggling with aren't as bad as he thought. And he also realizes that he doesn't have to take his own life. He doesn't have to kill himself. There's actually hope and there's actually help and there's actually people out there that are willing to walk with him. And after the movie was over, uh, my pastor said something interesting and profound. He said, so many of our high school students are like that. So many of our high school students struggle with that. And when he said that, it kind of hit me like a, a bolt of lightning because that was my high school experience. I went uh, from, I was from Holy Family in Parma, and then I went to a public high school, and 
at that high school, there was no faith. Um, only one other kid went from my grade school to the high school. The rest were at Catholic schools. And I'll, I'll never forget, my first uh, class was biology that I had, the very first class. And to my right, I met, I met my first ever atheist friend. <laughs> and uh, they became friends throughout high school. But there was no faith in my school. And that was like a, an important thing to me, a deep thing with me. And, uh, and so I not only did I not have friends, but then I began to get bullied. And um, as I began to get bullied, I began to kind of find outlets that were not healthy, um, you know, that some high school students struggle with. <clears throat> so many of our students struggle with um, being bullied. They struggle with depression. They struggle with addictions. They struggle with getting themselves into bad situations. And it's all because we have this feeling of drudgery. You know, this feeling of, is this all life is going to be? And it wasn't until I got into the seminary that um, I realized that life was so much more. And I began to experience um, these priests that nurtured me and, and kind of helped me to see my goodness and um, all my gifts and talents began to flourish. And there was a complete conversion in my life. So as I think about that movie and my high school experience and many others experience at some point of life, these words of Job ring true. When Job says, is not man's life on earth a drudgery? So Job just thinks like this, you know, life is tough and then you die. That's kind of it. And he says, are his days not like hirelings? He is a slave who longs for shade. I want to talk about slavery because it's mentioned in two of the readings today and a little bit uh, in the gospel as well. This notion that Christ came to free us from our slavery to despair, our slavery of sin, which is ultimately the, the demons that possess us or bind us or break us. He came to, to shatter that and to free us from that. So Job is talking about this experience of this hireling who waits for his wage. Like day after day is a drudgery. He's got no purpose in life. Everybody's rejected him. Uh, his family's rejecting him. His friends have rejected him. And yet he's still faithful to God. And so that would be my first thought, is that if you are experiencing life as a drudgery, and who knows, that could be your marriage. You know, maybe you're just, you're 30, 40 years into marriage, and you're, you know, you're out of love, and you're thinking, is this all I got? <laughs> and sometimes it is like that until you can go through the process of, of transforming into to loving that other person unconditionally. Sometimes it might be like that with your parents. You know, as kids are growing up and they think of their parents and they think like, gosh, couldn't I have better parents? Or parents look at their kids and sometimes they're, they're wondering, you know, they have the, the lost son or the lost daughter that's away from them. And it's difficult but the, the wonderful thing about Job is it keeps the faith, no matter how difficult it is. And so that's one thing that we can do is hang on to our faith until the difficulties pass. But we hear in the second reading, Paul says that he's preaching this gospel, and the gospel is the good news. So he wants to give to us the good news. And in the end, he says, I have become all things to all people. I have made myself a slave for all. 
And the slavery that he once experienced of persecuting Christians and violence, and now he's discovered that he wants to give his entire life to Christ, his entire life to preaching the gospel. And he calls it a slavery in the sense that he's given himself to it. He's got no other choice because he knows that's the only way he's going to be happy is by preaching the gospel. Now, I don't know about you, but if you've had an experience of conversion, if you experienced uh, some of Job, you know, some of this life being a drudgery, and had some experience of freedom and conversion in your life, we just want to share it. Like, we want to go out to everyone we know and say, life can be better. Life's not, you know, we don't have to be stuck in our addictions and our sin and our despair and our depression. Life can be good. And, and so we give ourselves totally to that. And then finally we hear in the gospel that Jesus is driving out demons and healing the sick. It's interesting that the two are put together. And it's also interesting that this is the beginning of his ministry. Driving out demons and healing the sick. Behind any illness, whether that be physical illness, even, uh, you know, what Father Lou is going through right now, whether that be a spiritual illness, a dark night of the soul, whether that be an emotional illness, depression or anxiety or despair, or whether that be an addiction to alcohol, drugs, sex, pornography, whatever it may be, behind all of that brokenness is the demonic. It's Satan trying to keep us slaves. And so Jesus comes to completely destroy that. He casts out demons and he heals the sick. And he wants to do that for each and every one of us. I just want you to think about that in your life. Has that happened to you? Have you had an experience of conversion? Have you had an experience of being free? Have you had an experience of Christ shattering the bonds of your sin? And if we have, then we just want to preach the gospel. But if we haven't, then we might be like Job, and maybe our life is drudgery, and maybe we still need Jesus to do that in us, to drive out the demons, to heal us, and to shatter whatever that is that's that's holding us back. And so I invite you to just reflect on that. Has it happened in your life? Have you you had that experience, that encounter with Christ that has taken you out of brokenness, out of um, slavery, and experienced the freedom of being a child of God? And if you have, wonderful, rejoice, celebrate that, share it with others. And if you haven't, I invite you to ask him to bring that freedom to you. One of the greatest ways that can can happen is through the sacrament of reconciliation, but it can also happen before praying before the Eucharist, praying before adoration, asking him from the depths of your heart to experience that freedom to um, to have the demons cast out, the freedom to be healed, the freedom to be whole. What's beautiful at the end of the movie, I just want to read you the quote that, um, that he says. So the young boy comes to the end of the movie and he's had five days of um, conversion, basically. And so at the end of the movie, he says, okay, I know what you're thinking. What is this? 
kid spends a few days in the hospital and all his problems are cured. But I'm not. I know I'm not. I can tell this just from the beginning. I still need to face my homework, my school, my friends, my dad. But the difference between today and last Saturday is that for the first time in a while, I can look forward to things that I do in my life. Bike, eat, drink, talk, ride the subway, read, read maps, make maps, make art, finish the Gates application, tell my dad not to stress about it, hug my mom, kiss my little sister, kiss my dad, make out with Noelle, make out with her more, take her on a picnic, see a movie with her, see a movie with Aaron, heck, see a movie with Nia, have a party, tell my story, volunteer at Three North, help people like Bobby, Bobby like Matuda, like me, Draw more, draw a person, draw Noelle, run, travel, swim, skip. I know it's lame, but whatever. I'm going to live. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to live. If we find ourselves in despair, if we find ourselves like Job, if life is a drudgery, that is exactly why Christ came. He came to meet us right there, to break us free from that. And if you know somebody else whose life is a drudgery, who's going through a difficult time, you can be that person that can reach out to them, to give them hope, to, to bring them healing. By the gift of your baptism, you are one with Jesus. And that means the same healing that Jesus brought to Simon's mother-in-law when he reached out his hand and grasped her by the hand, you can do the same thing. You're reaching out, you're grasping somebody by the hand, can pull them out of their drudgery, can pull them out of their darkness, and bring them into the light, so that we all may experience this gospel, this good news of being God's children.